Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. of the Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who, uh, well, he was just out patrolling uh, last night and he got attacked by something in the middle of the night. Welcome, Jacob. la di da di da No, 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 Ah, crap, I got bit by a vampire again. Again? Yeah. <laughs> this would, is twice would, in two months. <laughs> I would think the werewolf curse would fight that off a little bit. That is bit. true. Come on, guys, really? <laughs> Why, thank you. And let me introduce our co-host, a man who is restraining his inner vampire urges. Welcome, Drew. Well, I would say I want to suck your blood, blah, blah, blah. But in that previous movie we said <laughs> says the Dracula doesn't say blah, 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 blah. blah. But anyway, <laughs> joining us this, week, this episode, we've got a man who, uh, well, he requested me say... To let you all know that he sucks. Welcome, uh, Francisco. Hello, Drew and Jacob. I am Francisco, the vampire. And I'm going to be done with that. <laughs> Hello. Well, thanks, thank you guys for having me on. Not a problem, man. No, a problem. He, no he's the vampire captain. Captain yes. vampire. Captain vampire. At times. At times. <laughs> vampire Captain F. Sure, I'll go. I'll, that, that has a, a, a nice ring to it, though. My middle name's in, uh, Javier with an X, so let's go with. Oh, that does Vampire sound cooler. Captain X. There we go. Sound cooler. <laughs> anyway, nice. how are y'all doing? Doing quite well. How about you guys? I'm doing. I am. Was slightly frazzled for a second, but I'm mm-hmm. doing much better now. Oh. Thank you very much. Because you're. Because your toe got hurt. Yes, yes my toe right. got hurt. Yeah, your toe got hurt. Yeah. yeah, my toe got hurt a minute ago. Me too. Yeah. But other than that, it's good. Work is interesting, like usual. And I'm trying to, you know, work on more art projects. And yeah, I'm good. How about you, Drew? It's been an interesting week. I completely agree. Uh, that's not the most I want to get into it. It's just yeah. been really, it's just been interesting. Uh, but I am definitely ready to get into reviewing this one. Yes. Uh, so. Uh, Jacob, you want to start the interrogation? Sure. All right. So is there... I, <laughs> I didn't bring any holy water, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Where's the steak? <laughs> <laughs> Medium rare, please. <laughs> All right. So as everybody knows, on this show, whenever we have a guest, we have a little rapid-fire questionnaire. So mm-hmm. in the spirit of Halloween month, here in October, on the Cellcast, we... I'm going to ask Francisco a few questions regarding Halloween movies. Here we go. All right. So, yeah. Francisco, how, uh, Jacob. if you were to, what is your favorite vampire based movie? And it can't be Vampire Hunter D. Can't be Bloodlust? Nope. Can't be connected to the okay. franchise. 
Ah, uh, favorite vampire. Uh, yeah. Movie. Yeah, in general. Hmm. Is, and we're talking like legit vampires, not like aliens or something that has a vampiric bent. Like you could say, I think in Life Force, the movie Life Force, she sucks your life essence out of you. So that is in a way a type of vampirism. You're talking about like the fangs, the capes, all that. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, vam- vampires in Classic, general. Classical vampires. Yes. Okay. So yeah, that oh, leaves Twilight out also. <clears throat> yeah, we're talking classical vampires. We're talking actual vampires. Yeah, vampires. Yes. Oh man, I, I am not prepared for this. Exactly. I'm struggling right now. Jeez. That's like nine tenths of the reason for this. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> um. Breathe. Drink some blood. I haven't. Okay. Uh, dang. I, so, I will say. Vampire and D Bloodlust would probably be at the top of the okay. list. Um, but I remember it's been years and years uh, since I've seen it, but I remember like an Underworld with Kate Beckinsale. Okay. Um, I, can't, I did like Van. No, I'll go with Van Helsing. That was more fun, I think. The the Hugh Jackman, Kate Beckinsale uh, movie. Oh, okay. So I'll go with Van Helsing. The, the vampire in that movie made me laugh out loud. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the vampire? The, oh, the villain yes. from Moulin Rouge? Huh? He was, you're talking about in Van, in Van Helsing? Yes. So that actor was also played the villain in Moulin Rouge. Really? I didn't know that. I, yeah. I still haven't seen Moulin Rouge. Oh, it's good. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It is. I agree. Uh, okay. All right. Next. Um. Uh, Okay, so if you were transported into an animated world with vampires and you had to bring one character with you from the animated multiverse oh. of, like, any... If we're talking anime, we're talking uh, cartoon... We're, like, TV series, uh, animated uh, American, American cartoons, whatever. You had to bring one mm-hmm. character with you. Ooh. What character... Would you bring? Oh gosh, that's tough. Um, so my my, I first go to, uh, possibly Link from Legend of Zelda. That's that's he's up there, because mm-hmm. he'd say like, "Excuse me, vampire." <laughs> um, uh, I also like. Um, well, depending on how far up that vampire is in nobility into its gender, he could actually say, excuse me, princess. That's true. <laughs> Good point. Um, I also really like Now For Me from Rising of the Shield Hero. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, he certainly could. I'm sure he could defend me from most vampires. Oh, no, no, no. I got one. I got one. Here you go. Uh, uh, oh, jeez. I can't remember his name. You, you all in chat, like Ashley, D. Tungsten, Paul, you'll know. <clears throat> but the main character from Dr. Stone, because he oh. could come up with a cure for vampires. Yeah, <laughs> and it would only take 10 episodes for him to actually get it made. <laughs> 10 episodes. It's fine. A show I know very little about. A show I, oh, so a good. show that I watched like all of season one during Snowpocalypse because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> but it's a good show. It was just, it was just that happened yeah. to be my show that week. I want to say his name's Senku. Yeah, Sek- Senku, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So yeah just get, mm. He just lets you when he when he's when he gets happy, he tells you to get excited. I'm surprised, okay. Francisco, though you left off what I feel is an obvious one. 
You didn't uh, say Simon Belmont from uh, uh, Captain N, the Game Master. Oh, my Because he did God, appear in that. See, this is why I need Paul here. Because he would <laughs> not have missed a beat. That's the perfect answer. What am I thinking? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know he's in one episode. That's as far as I know. Oh, okay. No, he's one of the core teams. Is he? I, so I never in, actually got a chance to so watch well. Captain N, so... Oh, okay. Because it was off the yeah, air him. by the time I was old enough to, 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 to for it to be on TV here, so... Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I know him, Mega Man, and a princess. I forget if it's Princess Peach or Daisy, but they were like the core team, yeah. and then they would see other characters, <clears throat> yeah. Kid Icarus. I just know that uh, Mother oh, yeah, Brain was Icarus, technically right. the villain, and that yeah. was the weirdest yes. designed version of Mother Brain I'd oh, ever Oh my seen. gosh, that gave me nightmares <laughs> as a kid. Yes! <laughs> because that's obviously what the designers of the game intended. Yes. That to oh be. my gosh, those lips. <laughs> you got anything else? What well, were they a thinking? Questions. Huh? If you got any other questions? I got some. I might have some. Uh. Oh. Okay. Take it away. All right. Tag team. Yes. Yeah. Go. Tag. Over the rope. Okay, Francisco. Here's a tough one for you. What's your favorite candy? We talking like candy bar or just anything, any candy? Anything that you would expect to show up in a trick or treat bucket. Oh, okay. <sighs> Nutrageous. I love Nutrageous. Okay. They and there's you can't I can't seem to find them anymore. So, Nutrageous. All right. Reese's Nutrageous. Assuming that budget is not an issue, mm-hmm. who would you like uh, who would you like to dress up for for Halloween? Ooh. Oh. Uh. Um, okay, so I, I'm going to go with this because I have to play to my my attributes, mm-hmm. which in this case, it's my hair, not so much my height. But or lack the, thereof. Jeez. The, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Drew, roast Jen versus Hey, I, Look at me. I am just stake. helping to paint the picture for our auditory <laughs> listeners. Hey, hey, for all they know, I'm 7'2". I'm they don't need to know. And he has an afro. Um, yeah, yeah, and I have an afro. Exactly. I'm so, I'm so stacked. Yeah, um, you and D are just like twins on screen. <laughs> like Arnold and Dan DeVito. Exactly, like, exactly. You're practically oh. twins. Oh my gosh. Or like, uh, uh, so, or like uh, Kermit the Frog and Fozzie Bear. Oh gosh. <laughs> In the Great Muppet Caper. Yes. I can't. So I can't remember his name, but in Cowboy Bebop, Spike's friend who sort of owns the ship that they fly around in. Jet Black? Um, we, what was it? Jet? Jet Black. Jet, yeah, that sounds right. So I could grow his facial hair pretty much, pretty well, and have it like, look like that. And I have sort of a, you know, a, a bald head. So his height, it would be an issue, but I guess I'd costume up that way. Yeah, okay. And That'd be nice. do that. I know what um, you mean playing towards physical attributes because pretty much the only person I can dress up as is Mario. Okay. Yeah, I could <laughs> he's, do he's got Mario. the stash. He's got the stash, as you can plainly see. Yeah, yeah. I actually do own a red hat, um, a red Mario hat, and nice. I own the overalls. I just need to get uh, a long, uh, long sleeved uh, red shirt, and I'll be in good shape. There but I'm go. also yeah, too lazy to go to that much trouble. <laughs> I'm sure if I had Team Womp on it, I'd get it right away. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Mario's not on Team Womp. He's on Team Mario. 
but you'd be covering the red shirt with the overalls, so it doesn't matter. It's just a way to get your the red shirt. <laughs> anyway. That's, uh, that's so all I, I had. So I do have one final question. What was your favorite? Uh, if you were allowed to be like, I don't know, your childhood, Did you? were you allowed to grow up? Um, was he allowed to grow up? I would have hoped no, so. No, 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 no. They're like trick-or-treating, trick <laughs> yeah, were you yes. allowed to dress up? Yes. What, what was your yes, what was your favorite costume when you were a kid? Uh, well, the one I remember the most vividly was as Voltron. Okay. And so, but it's mainly just like the vol of like a half Voltron mask. It wasn't like a full helmet or right. anything. Yeah. And then like a, a smock that I think had the the is like one of those plastic films that you. I, wear I know the kind you're it, talking about. Yeah. And it just it it didn't like have a picture of Voltron on it. It was like looked like the chest of Voltron. I got you. Um, but and I don't think it had any of the like lion claws or anything. But I just it's kind of like that so it's kind of like the uh, Optimus really... Prime costumes you see at Walmart nowadays. I think yeah. so. I think so. Yes. Um, so I think that one just because that's the one I have a memory of. And also I remember for some reason my mom was a vampire of a like a a Count Dracula esque uh, character for that Halloween too. So. Ah. Oh, cool. cool. It's a nice memory. Yeah. Uh, going back to the, like, dressing up as a character. Uh, mm -hmm. the I remember, because my mom always made, like, homemade costumes, like, every year. Be like, I remember going around as a ghost, and it was literally, they threw a white bag over, over us and propped out the eyes. We were ghosts. I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Like, obviously, you're working off a budget, but I found that hilarious in that's, retrospect. That's better than uh, doing with the standard white sheet, because then you just ruin a bed sheet. That is true. Mm -hmm. That is true. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have, if, like, if I was to dress up today as an adult, I would probably, because I love archery. Well, I'm an archery nut. I love archery. Uh, mm -hmm. I would definitely. Me too. Oh, I didn't know this. I love archery, too. Yeah. That's so yeah, cool. I, I've I've always loved archery. If it was from, if it's Legolas, if it's um, Hunger Games, uh, definitely Arrow from CW. I would definitely go as Green Arrow from like season five because I love that suit. So do you like do you? I don't know if you actually shoot bow and arrows. Do you like compound recurve? What's uh, your, compound. What's your compound? compound? Okay, see, I'm a recurve. I'm oh, okay. Recurve I, I I like recurves because I've shot recurves, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. uh, I just I like I like uh compound just the uh, just compound. Mm -hmm. I, I prefer a 12 gauge cool. shotgun. <laughs> That's true. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to stop all over your archery. Club right now. Uh, I'm, I'm just jacking with you, dude. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. My voice is just jacking with you, Drew. Okay. We're all having fun. Yeah, my, exactly. my question is who's Jack? Cause he keeps getting interrupting this conversation. Yeah. Did, did, yeah, does he have like 24 hours to do something else somewhere? I else? don't know. I don't know. <laughs> And we got anything else? No. All right. I think Jack drowned in the Atlantic, though. What? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Titanic, Jack. Oh, I still haven't watched that movie. Me either, but I know the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I own the film. I just haven't watched it. No, okay, seriously. There was uh, We were doing a Bible study yesterday at church. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm single, but I'm in a marriage... Uh, class i'm in a marriage class learning oh, okay. about marriage that wasn't yesterday yeah, that would have cool. been wednesday well wednesday well that's what i'm yesterday producing. was the singles Bible yeah that study. is true there. that is true but wednesday night we were doing a a marriage like marriage and it's a book uh, based off so what did you expect it's a book it's a book based and uh 
they're we're talking about what your favorite romantic comedies were, and I think someone piped up Titanic, and like everybody was like a romantic oh. comedy, yeah, ro- or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> A romance movie, but not romantic. Anything yeah, ro- like romantic, ro- like a romantic romance movie or romantic romantic comedy. I love when Jack froze. <laughs> it's so hilarious. Especially, it was so middle, especially since there was plainly enough room on that board Absolutely. for him to climb up on. <laughs> Very but true. Rose wouldn't move out of the way. way. <laughs> Come on, Rose, get you know, quit being selfish. Let Jack on the on the deck. <laughs> I still haven't seen the movie. I've just seen pictures. <laughs> I, I love history, so they're like uh-huh. um, the Titanic. I love when I learned about it when I was a kid. It's like, oh my gosh, I gotta learn more. And uh, yeah, yeah. I was a kid to be like, I would go to the library and I'd find every Titanic book and I would try to read them. Yeah, granted, I I grew up with a learned reading disorder and I still have a reading disorder, so mm-hmm. those were fun. <laughs> I was like, oh okay, oh pretty picture. Wait, pretty picture. What I am I reading? <laughs> I need to look up an animated movie to threaten you with now. <laughs> In the same vein as Food Fight, but it is actually based oh, on no, Titanic. No, no, I know no, no, two no, no. films. Oh, brother. <laughs> either You just reminded me of them. That's your fault. <laughs> Agreed. So either way, either way, I'm, I, I love history when I learned about the Titanic disaster. And I was like, ooh, I've got to learn more. Because I've watched mm-hmm. like every documentary there is about this this disaster. I haven't watched the movie yet. <laughs> That's weird. I mean, well, it's not like it's not a historical. It's not completely historically accurate. They get yeah. the best information they had in 1997, I believe, which was only mm-hmm. like what twelve years after they found the ship again. 1985. Yeah, because I would have been twelve. Yeah, yeah, roughly. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm a nerd like that. I love history and love that kind of stuff. So yeah. So we're here to review Titanic. Apparently, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm very prepared for that, but I can give it a shot. Hey, we're on the, hey my heart will go on. Ironically, oh ironically, gosh. we're all in the same boat. Anyway, Francisco, what have you been watching? Drew. I have been watching you guys and yucking it up. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, TV-wise, I've been watching uh, Manifest, which was... Ooh, good uh, one. I think it, and, yeah, I'm, I finished the second season. I'm just about to start the third one. It's gotten really good. It's gotten really good. Really enjoying it. Um, so, and I, uh, I believe... Um, Ashley here in chat turned me on to it, and I believe she said that... So, I may be misquoting you, Ashley. Or Jacob, you know, um, that it's Netflix is going to greenlight or has greenlit a, a final conclusion because apparently it doesn't really wrap up in the third season. I, so I haven't, I haven't heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised how well movie that well received that show was because mm-hmm. uh, a fellow church member turned me on to manifest and he was just like, oh, dude, cool. this is amazing, amazing series. And I watched like the first two, two and a half episodes and it was like, wow, oh. this is really good. Mm-hmm. I was blown you, away. I think it'd be so funny. And Jacob, if you ever find this uh, or anyone else who watches Manifest listening to this, if you ever find a supercut on YouTube of everyone saying, I think it's a call-in. Do you have a call-in? I have a call-in. Was it a call-in? <laughs> Just like all of them <laughs> together. I think it'd be ridiculously funny for some reason. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, 
let's see, what else have I been watching? Um, still watching. I last time I was on, I mentioned watching Troll Hunters with my kids. Still watching that. We're closing out season three, which is when the next sort of series starts. Mm-hmm. So it's just gotten better and better. It's such a good series. I highly recommend I need, it. I need to get back into anyone. it because I've watched like all of the first season. I need to. I need to. I need oh, to get it, back to it. It gets even better. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the one thing I was uh, I I found out third season, <clears throat> they changed the voice of the main actor oh. of the main character. Jake, I'm like, oh come on, don't tell me uh, they like fired him. No, there's or, actually there's a, a, a very sad a, reason for that. Yes. Oh, so you know. Oh, okay, I'm go a, ahead, Drew. What was? The... You don't think I know about Anthony Elchin dying? I didn't know that was his name. As I didn't in know Chekhov. Really? Yeah, yeah check the checkoff right from the Abramsverse movies. He's the voice. Oh, of the okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember and that. That was sad. Yeah, yeah but he, that's it why was. they had to change the voice for him because oh. for Troll Hunters. Yeah, that makes sense. And they, they figured out an in-universe way of doing it, but there's like, oh, at least man, at like least the... they didn't just change it and expect you to deal. Because a lot of times with the kids shows, that's what they'll do. Yeah, exactly. No, this was nice. They they, they made it, they made a in-universe reason. For yeah, it, which was I, I appreciate it. And and they're not afraid to, and it makes sense all the more because they flash back to past episodes and it's the old voice, so it makes sense that it's like, oh yeah, because he hadn't had his change yet, right. so it yeah, it's it's good. That's kind of like uh, I think it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2013-2012 series. They had one, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, didn't Leonardo have a voice? Yeah, because they changed over to uh, Seth Green. Yeah, it's yeah. like literally. I like. Yeah, literally in the. Do you know why? Yeah, the third season because apparently the original actor got fired for some reason. I can't remember why. But then they brought in Seth Green and they made the perfect transition to where by the end of season two, Leo had gotten beat up, and they get, uh-huh. they get back to the old farm and Leo is having a problem with his voice and when he starts talking he sounds like uh, Seth Green. Oh, it's like oh, man, okay. like what's wrong with my voice? <laughs> they they make this really That's interesting funny. shift pattern, where it Good. where it's set where it sounds like his old self, but now he sounds mm-hmm. like yeah you know, his Seth Green version, and it's yeah, really interesting. Yeah, totally. Cool. Okay. I haven't watched that much of that. Oh, series. it's so good. I've only watched so. I, yeah, I know. I've watched like half of the first season, and I love it, but I never finished it. Oh yes, season three gets good. And then it's like the end of season three. Then season four, three is good. I haven't watched all of it, but it's so good. It's such a good series. Okay. Nice. It's on Hulu if you um, ha- if you have Hulu. The only other uh, thing I'll add since it's Halloweeny is I recently watched John John Carpenter's The Fog. Oh, okay. And I I enjoyed it. I was I was like some sometimes with like supernatural horror I tend to stay away from, but I'm I I like John Carpenter. Carpenter's movies so much, all the ones I've seen, that I wanted to be a little bit of a completionist. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll see how this is, and it wasn't too bad. Yeah. I was I was not. Sometimes I don't know if you guys have this experience. I call them like sticky horror movies, where after you watch it, like it's the images are just like keep oppressing you throughout the night while you're trying to sleep, <laughs> and you don't like want to walk around in the dark. You don't want to like look over the covers <laughs> because you're thinking something's gonna yeah. jump, out, jump out at you. So I didn't have any of that with The Fog. I, I thought it was a, a fun movie, a bit too fast-paced. I felt like, let's slow down and breathe some here, John, but uh, this is fine. Um, but it's free. If you're curious about it, it's sort of like a, a, a pirate ghost story is the how I'll phrase oh, okay. it. And you can watch it for free now on Tubi.tv if you're interested. 
Oh, See, okay. I, I don't have that sticky movie problem you have, Francisco, for one very, very good reason. I don't watch those oh. kind of movies. <laughs> then you don't have to, then you don't have an issue. I'm, I'm not a fan of horror. Yeah. Then why did you watch this movie? This is not really horror. This is more thriller. There's a difference. Thriller action kind of movie. That that has yeah, horror, that has horror elements uh, built in. Yes. Yeah. Very. Uh, this movie wasn't trying to scare me. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So it failed. You're 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 mocking the movie no, for not scaring no, me. No, wow. no. I, I don't like stuff that tries to scare me because most of the time it either that's all the movie is doing and there's almost no story, mm-hmm. mm, or yes. I have a bad tendency to see through like scares sometimes. Not intentionally. It's just how I am. So I'm already before the jump scare happens. I already know what's coming just because of how mm-hmm. I tend to watch movies. That makes and sense. so, and, and, and on the off chance one of those things does actually get me, I don't want to deal with that. So, <laughs> I mean, let's, the worst things I have watched of that type of genre would have been when we watched Halloween uh-huh, which and I love. Candyman. Oh my gosh, Candyman. And I don't want to see Candyman. I'm not, I, I something about me, like looking into mirrors and like summoning things. I, I'm not so going to suggest, see, here's the thing. I actually prefer. From a story perspective, I preferred Candyman to Halloween because the first okay. Halloween has no story, in my opinion. <laughs> what? How do you? Drew? I've mentioned this. It's on you the have. show. I, I know. Well, it, it has. It's it, bears mentioning that. How dare you? You trample upon the good name of John Carpenter. <laughs> how dare you? Mm. <laughs> but I'm, in. in in contrast, at least the original I, Candyman had a good story to it, but it's yeah. not, well, it's not cool. one I ever want to watch again. Right. And let's, totally and totally once fair. we kind of separated from the other show, which we've not officially announced, that's actually one of the movies <gasps> I was glad I didn't have to go watch. Right. <laughs> fair. Very fair. Now, granted, like Candyman, I liked it more for the, like you could tell what was going on in the story, but I think for me, I love the like Candyman's backstory. Cause that's always interesting. The second one, not so much. It was like, oh, okay, that's a little much of a stretch. But John Carpenter's Halloween, what was that, 1968? 68, 78? One of those? 78, probably. It was, oh, no, no. It was like, seven, it was, I think it was 78 because the fog was 1980. Yeah, it was, you know, 1978. I, I, I love right that movie. It's, 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 it's a movie I, 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 uh, I asked for Halloween, or for Halloween for Christmas last year and they got they got it for me and i was like oh my gosh i love this movie nice that's awesome. yeah i, I love I, it now when we watched that in a long time i want to rewatch when it. we watched that reboot of halloween i did like that yeah that's was a, good a one. story but the first one i was just like it's just her running away from a guy in a captain kirk mask <laughs> it's about the atmosphere exactly and the tension but and the drama no, and everything and i don't like any of these characters so why should i care <laughs> uh. If I was on, if I was on the Retro Rewind podcast for that, for an episode on that, it would be tragic for me because I just didn't enjoy myself. Ah, uh, I, I wasn't scared. I was just like, oh, well, how, all running, all, it's teenagers running away from a guy in a mask. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, I, I, I finally got around to watching Halloween two because I found it on sale. I was like, oh, why not? Most the one pa- in the hospital. Yeah, in the hospital, the most boring movie on the planet. <laughs> There, there's there's one good interesting scene, but everything else is like okay, cookie 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 cutter. This is nothing like the original. 
because apparently John Carpenter was under the influence of alcohol when he when he was writing this. So, well, um, that may be a piece of it. If you, um, I'd be happy to continue this Halloween discussion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I will say if you want a sort of a good overview of the all the Halloween movies from the first one through to the 2018 reboot mm-hmm. or continuation. Continuation. Technically, it's it. a se- second I, movie now. Yeah. I would suggest the YouTube channel in praise of shadows. They have a really good retrospective that goes through them and talks about some of the behind the scenes production on why certain movies were the way, like why Halloween three is so different from the rest and all of that. So it, it's a, it's a good, a good uh, overview of all of that. If you're, if you're curious. Yeah. What was that called again? In praise of shadows. Another video I'd recommend there is one that where they talk about old horror book covers, like from the seventies, eighties, Versus the ones today, I thought it was just a. I I I have a semi graphic design background, so I was very interested in that and how they changed and shifted. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're if you're uh, into art, art history, like contemporary art history or graphic design, I would suggest that video as well. Alrighty, nice. Anything else? This was this was the the recommended uh, portion of the cellcast. In a right? sense, that's kind yeah. of what, what we've been watching is. <laughs> Anything else you've been watching? Uh, me? Yeah. Probably, but I don't recall. Okay. Uh, so we'll go with that. Jacob? Well, Francisco, you did mention you were going through a John Carpenter phase of like watching his films. Well, oddly enough, I was going through a um, really Scott uh, going through some of his film by pure accident. Uh, oh, cool. So last week, last week I watched The Martian. And that's a go. Oh, oh my gosh, really? I love The Martian. It's so good. Have you? Read oh the yes, mm-hmm. I love it. It was so good. I, I li- because of my reading disorders, I primarily will listen to it and read it. And it's oh my gosh, so good. And then yeah. Ridley Scott, and then Matt Damon was just like Mwah! perfect. It was such yes. a good, such a good movie. I did like that. Yeah. And then uh, recently, I was watching the director's cut of uh, Legend. Oh really? Yes. Nice. I love uh, that movie. Is so underrated. You know, great. It is a cult classic now, but it's so good. And the funny part, uh, if if you're a movie buff, the fact that Ridley Scott accidentally burned down the James Bond <laughs> stage. Oh, I vaguely yes. remember that now. Yes. <laughs> they took up the entire stage floor to build the forest, and for some mm-hmm. reason, something caught and it burned the entire stage down. See, this is why you film on location in a in a mystical forest. Yeah, the only problem is they couldn't find anything they got, they liked. That's because they Whatever. hadn't found their way down to uh, New Zealand yet. Yeah, that's true. Oh, good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. Good if point. there is a mystical forest somewhere in this world, it's probably in New Zealand. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Does uh, quick question? Does the director's cut for that? I haven't seen it. Does it have the Tangerine Dreams? No, soundtrack? it doesn't. Or the it, it has oh, okay. it has the original the original the original soundtrack. Okay, and cool. it's. Good. Now, granted, you have the uh, kind of a spoiler if you haven't seen Legend. If you haven't seen Legend, what are you doing? Go watch Legend. It's a good film. I um, haven't seen it. Continue. Okay. <laughs> La di da di da. The 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 main villain, Darkness, voiced by voiced and played by the amazing Tim Curry. Uh, mm. It's just like phenomenal. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just amazing. The uh, apparently in the original, I think it was the American version. But like they sh- mm-hmm. they show they show him first, and it's just like it blows the entire. 
because it's in the director's cut. You don't see him. You hear him. And you like, you see his hand and you see his shadow and everything. It's just like so menacing when, when, so when you finally do see him, be like, he literally comes through a mirror. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) That's weird. I don't think I've ever seen a version where that's not the case. Mm. So I'm maybe I just, well, I think the, uh, the, the original theatrical version, it showed darkness in the original theatrical cut early on. Hmm. Because I remember watching that one first. Because okay. I made that mistake of watching, I think it was the director's cut of Alien 3 or Alien 2 uh, first. And everyone was like, what are you doing? You got to watch the theatrical first. So I watched the theatrical no. first. No, you don't. You, can <laughs> you don't watch have to go dire- by other people's rules. I know. I know. <laughs> I still want to go back and watch. I still want to go back and watch every version of Blade Runner. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a good movie too. But I've only seen the final cut, that, so yeah, that's a good movie. I think that's all you need. That's probably is all you need. But I actually is. do want to hear how bad the narration is of the theatrical right, that's version. That's fair. That's fair. That was the first version I saw with the narration. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like the the final cut version better. Yeah, I just I, I love Wrigley Scott. Uh, his uh, his brother who sadly passed away. Uh, Tony, yeah, Tony yeah. Tony Scott. Top Gun. Oh my gosh. That days I think it was Yeah. I'm looking forward to that movie. Yes. Oh my gosh. Please come please come quickly. <laughs> the, oh the, the Top Gun Maverick. The new one. Yeah. Yeah. My my uh my brother Jim. Uh we we formerly did the po- the uh movie that we podcast with. And uh mm-hmm. Jim is he had this theory for years. And it's it's to to him it made sense, but it makes no sense. So the fact that he was he believed that he that uh, Scott was so he did not want to he did not want to do another film with Tom Cruise that he he ended his own life. I'm like what? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's what he he thought for years I that that Tony Scott so. ended his life because he didn't want to walk with Tom Cruise, <laughs> which is completely he, false. <laughs> That makes no he sense whatsoever. He didn't do whatsoever. any other movies with Tom Cruise. Like that was the only one, and he went made several movies after that without Tom. Yeah, Cruise. no, no, it was it was more because the the idea of doing another Top Gun, that he he his oh. idea that uh, Tony Scott was so he like I can't do anything else with Tom Cruise, so he you know tragically ended his life. It was like no, the guy was dying from cancer, and plus they were yeah. already in like like pre post production of working on Top Gun Maverick. Like years in production, years in talks and all that. So yeah, when my brother told me that, I'm like, no, that's not the way it worked. <laughs> yeah. But I, there again, that was the weird thing that someone told yeah. me. That yeah. Stuck with you. Yeah, it stuck with me, and I was just like, no. Uh-uh. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Exactly. Complete shenanigans. Yeah. So either way, PSA, be like, believe me, if you are suffering from suicide, please talk to somebody. Please, we beg of you, please talk to somebody. If yeah, you are dealing with do. suicidal Indeed. thoughts, please either A, go to someone that you trust, or B, you're a Christian, pray about it, and then go talk to a, Christ, a, a Christian leader or your pastor. Please, we beg yeah. of you, do not do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and you can also call the National Suicide Prevention exactly. yes. Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-8255. Excellent. Thank you, Francisco. Yes. All right, so yeah, that is all I've been watching. What do you mean watching, Drew? Well, I saw three movies last weekend. 
Yes, I heard about this. Uh, first off, I went and saw uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage. Mm-hmm. That was actually a fairly good film. It was not great, but it was it was fairly good. And I'll say if you are keeping up with certain other franchises, you may at least want to go to see the uh, after credits scene. That's all I'm going to say there. Wait, wait, not like... Uh, also, of course, we watched The Addams Family 2, 2 that we did a reaction uh-huh. episode on that we released mm-hmm. earlier in the week. And then uh, the very next day, I went and saw No Time to Die, oh, oh, oh. the new James Bond movie. Da, da, oh, da, da. it is so good. <laughs> if you've kept up with the Daniel Craig James Bond movies, you need to go see this if you're on the fence for some reason, because it is the perfect ending of that era, of this era. Two 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 years in the waiting, yeah, pretty much. This this is the film they had to re-record all the product placement scenes because they were too old because of COVID. <laughs> wow, wow, the weirdest reason for pickup scenes I've ever heard. Yeah, you know, I'll go wow. With it. Um, so yeah, I saw those, and then uh, the only other thing I've really gotten around to watching is, you know, with the upcoming netflix version of cowboy bebop i thought i might want to go back and watch the original yes since i've never watched it all the way through straight yeah i've only caught what was originally showing on cartoon network back in the day and only then you know you catch something on tv Mm -hmm. and you don't have a vcr where you can use it record it yeah back in the day yeah back in the day i didn't have that capability at the time because i didn't have a vcr in my room but uh, I've got the Blu-ray and I'm going back through it right now because I want to watch. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I need to watch the whole thing anyway. Yeah, it's good because I've never. I've just never seen every episode in the order it's supposed to occur in. Right. And I want to do that before the new trailer comes out. Plus, mm-hmm. of course, I've been watching uh, Marvel's What If, which has been good, and Star Trek Lower Decks season mm-hmm. two, which. We intended to cover yes. on animated series, but life did not work out that way. Nope. We will come back. We'll get to it eventually. Don't, but we, don't worry, Drew. I, I've been told life finds a way. Yes, life does. Oh my gosh. Life does find a way. <laughs> uh, but we are going to start re-releasing the Tangled season two episodes again soon, oh, okay. shortly. So keep an eye out for that. Other than that, I pr- that's pretty much it. Okay. So I did want to bring this because I was thinking about this earlier. It's 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 another movie uh, conundrum. So you were talking about life finds a way. So mm-hmm. I started thinking about Jurassic World, primarily Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Now everybody, I have problems most people, with the movie, but continue. Huh? I have problems with the movie, but continue. Yes, believe me, I have problems with it too. So I have severe problems with this film. You had the fact you're like, okay. It's basically a, 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 like they, they copy what they did in Lost World a little bit. Like the basic really? beats of the movie. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Let's rip some of it off. Well, I, I guess I can s- kind of see that. I don't right, know why but... you would, yeah. to be honest. Because Lost World is not that good a movie. That... Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not as bad as Jurassic Park 3. The high top with the with the trailers are gonna go off the cliff. That's amazing. In in my defense, in my defense, I'm not a fan of Jeff Goldblum. However, mm, oh. fair, 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 fair. But the the point I want to get to because I started digging into this and it drove me nuts. So watching this film, 
So the, the dinosaurs are all trapped in this pen and this gas is released. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's like, if we don't get them out of the top, if we got to release them. Otherwise they're going to die or something like that. And our, our little spoiler alert for Jurassic world fallen kingdom. If you have not watched it yet, uh, the little girl, she's actually a clone and she feels sympathy for the dinosaurs. She lets them go. The only problem is all those dinosaurs should be deader than doornails at the second. And here's why, because they the, breathed in too much of the gas. Yeah, they, because the gas that the gas they described, be like, I actually looked it up. For a full-grown adult male, it will kill in two minutes. But these are it, dinosaurs; they're much bigger than adult males. Yes, but it's known for killing large animals within three minutes, or at least they, they don't kill them. You're going to have severe lung, heart, brain, vision, skin, everything. Basically, it's going to rack your body. What if the uh, super theme parkified versions of these dinosaurs have a very good immune system? Yeah, and it that, takes uh, longer to like. They were in there for fight, ten minutes. Fight this gas and yeah. See, there's, what you and guys there's don't five realize... other problems with the movie that are worse than that. <laughs> yeah, so... agreed, agreed. <laughs> what what you guys don't realize is dinosaurs are extinct, so all those dinosaurs are the of the undead. Much ah. like this movie. <laughs> Undead Agreed. dinosaurs. Undead dinosaurs. Okay. Good night. Why is that not an actual movie? <laughs> so the the reason I bring that up, I'm more curious Zombie how are dinosaurs. they how are they gonna deal <laughs> with that issue plus the girl letting these dinosaurs loose onto the world who dinosaurs would never be like didn't roam this world for another, you know, ten thousand years or something like that. Dude, I have or the it depends answer on how your viewpoint is. I have the answer for you. Movie? Get, get King Kong off of Skull Island. He can take him out. That is true. <laughs> he stood toe-to-toe with Godzilla twice. That is true. He can take care of a couple of dinosaurs that are small enough that to is pick true. him up and use them as back scratchers. Yeah, my, my question would be, going back to the movie at hand, how in Jurassic World Domination, I believe it's the new one? I don't know. I'm barely I, I paying attention mistaken. to Jurassic World right now. So in the sequel, in the, the third one, it's like, how are they going to, de- if they deal with it at all? Because I guarantee it's like, we've got to save the dinosaurs. Where's Blue? And then the, 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 the oh, we, we're doing a cameo from the original actors, the original characters. What, are they going to be there for three seconds? You know where Blue is? Leaving clues. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I would pay to see a Blue's clues with that, with that Velociraptor as Blue. <laughs> I, I want to break in real quick and say this doesn't have to do with Fallen Kingdom, but anyone who is a fan of the original Jer- Jurassic mm-hmm. World or just likes the Jurassic yes. Park mythos, uh, another really good show on Netflix is called Camp Cretaceous. Yeah, I heard about that one. Which is essentially this camp of kids that, and it's an all CG amid uh, uh, TV series or Netflix series. It takes place during the events of uh, the original Jurassic World. Yeah. So like they're on the other side of the island while like things are going crazy on the on the on in the main park and you there are all these sort of touch points of overlap with oh if I saw the movie oh this is when that's happening oh, oh that's nice this is cool. happening so it's it's a good series man my kids also like that one as well so if you if you're a Jurassic Park fan uh, the first couple episodes are like you're getting to know all the characters like all right all right all right, all right. but after you get into it and know who everyone is, it's a fun show. It's, I'd say, a little kiddier than Troll Hunters, but it's still, I think, worth your time. All right. All right. Good deal. So so now we got that, rab- that rabbit that trail rabbit. chased. 
What do we got in the news? All right. So news wise. All right. So we, we've talked about this on the show before. Uh, Clifford, the big red dog, the live action movie is coming out. Uh, yes. Uh, it has a new release date of November 10th. Uh, They've, they've released a new trailer, which is very funny. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, so we have that, which I, we plan on doing a review of that, we, I think. We've talked about it. We've doing talked about it. So, yeah, it. there's the plans of doing that. Uh, so, Disney Plus, this one was like, oh my gosh, that, like, when will this train, frozen train, ever end? Uh, <laughs> we just let it go and move on? <laughs> Apparently not. All right, so Disney Plus and... Also, I'd like to point out your meme bringing up Frozen while Francisco's on, but anyway. (laughs) So Disney Plus and the Walt Disney Animation Studio unveiled the trailer for the new series of shorts starring Olaf from Frozen as he recreates moments from the Walt Disney animated classics such as The Little Mermaid, Mulan, The Lion King, Aladdin, and Tangled. I have a better idea than using Olaf for this. Stitch. Yes! (laughs) Yes! <laughs> I have a better idea. John Carpenter. <laughs> that would be... Actually, no. I Halloween version. I want the guy from uh, Ant-Man. I can't think of his name. Luis. Oh, Luis. Oh, Luis. Luis, yes. Doing? Luis. Oh, Luis. I'm mean, <laughs> amazing. Like, he retells yes. the story. Yes. Oh, oh, my gosh. That'd be so great. Oh, please. Oh, they, my God. That could give, be give just a YouTube channel that. of him just... Retelling any movie, I would watch it. Oh, yes, <laughs> so good. Oh, I would love that, that actor. Could make a buttload of money doing that. Agreed. Yeah, Mike Michael Pena. Yeah, yeah Michael Pena. Name. Thank you. All right. So, if you're interested in that short, uh, it will be available for those who um, have subscriptions to Disney Plus on November twelfth. So, this one I really enjoy when I saw this one. The War for Eternity continues in the second part of Masters of the Universe Revelation, which is like, how my childhood. <laughs> Sorry, I get excited about Masters of the Universe. Did you finish the first season? Huh? Did you finish the first season? Is my the question. first half of the first season. Okay. <laughs> I haven't watched it. I don't know. So not, not just if you have not watched Masters of the Universe Revelation. I know it's a hot bup, hot button issue with a lot of people. I know that, but I actually really enjoyed it. But there again, if you haven't watched it and you're listening to everybody's negativity about the show, like we always say, watch it and get grasp your own opinion about what you're watching. That's yeah. Fair. Have context of what you're talking about. Cause some people just go off on extremely stupid tangents about nothing. Well, the internet runs on I hate. I never do that. I agree. Have you heard of Monty Python and the Holy Yeah, <laughs> heard this. See, I was going to just slide right past that, just saying that the internet runs on hate. But yeah, agreed, agreed. So um, that's true. Not not to not to spoil because if I read this out loud, it will spoil the very end of the first part of the first episode. So you're saying just go watch Attorney and and. Get ready for season two. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, if, if you are interested, uh, it will debut on November 23rd. So, yeah, I would definitely be watching guys. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> How do they bring back this character? So, 
know, I'm glad to hear. I, I've heard you and another person that, that watched it and really enjoyed yeah. it. I have no interest to see it. Fair. But I'm glad that, that it is finding an audience. Yeah. That's totally I'm valid. always glad when a show finds an audience. Because I don't care about He-Man at, at all. Because I didn't grow up with He-Man. But <laughs> I'm glad people enjoy it. So, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there, there is such a, like, two different camps. There's people that, A, love it. They love this uh, adaptation of it. Because it's a continu- it's it's supposed to be a continuation of the 1980s show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's that absolutely love it. I'm on that camp. I love this show to death. It was so great character wise story. The, the ending cliffhanger was like, ah, but why did you have to make the care? The, that character into the first thing you purchased as a toy. I was like, what were you thinking? Mattel? If you don't know what I'm talking about, yeah, so go look it up. You're getting close to spoiler territory, yes, so we I might am. want to move on. Yes, either way. So, uh, I, well, and then, I don't even know what we're talking about, but I can no, tell spoilers. No, that's the reason I'm not saying what it is. But then you have the other side who's just like, hate, 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 hate everything about it. But yeah, just go, uh, go watch it, make your own opinion, and yeah, let us know what you think of He-Man, our Masters of the Universe Revelations. And part two will come shortly, so yeah. All right, so going into my last bit of news. If my pad will stop scrolling. Because it likes to do that for some reason. It's called your fingers resting on it. Uh, no, <laughs> this pad has might of its own. Like it's possessed. Well, it is an old pad. <laughs> that is true. Anyway, continue. Either way. All right, so G-Kids uh, has acquired the distribution rights of apparently a film I've never heard of. But it's called Bell. Oh, I saw I saw uh, 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 an article on this. It's from the uh, guy who did uh, Summer Wars and Digimon. Oh my gosh! Yes, I'm definitely watching it now. <laughs> uh, what is his name? I'm feeling bad now. Uh, Mamoru Hosoda. Something like that. I think it's that. I think that's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Apparently, this movie it's called Bell. It's an adaptation of Beauty and the Beast, and uh, it will debut. Uh, they've just released two trailers and on Jan- January 14th, 2022, it were released in theaters. So I saw like, like a still frame of it. And I was like, wow, that looks really good. And when you said who the director was, I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> if it's the, if it's the movie I'm thinking of, yeah, it's bell. I think it is. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, it's coming to theaters in January 14th of next year so yeah so so it's an anime version because it's, yeah g kids is usually anime. yeah it's anime. Well, g kids does a lot of different uh foreign animation stuff the stuff they're most oh. known for is anime because they have the they currently have the, the ghibli license ghibli, right. and they have yes. some other yeah. anime stuff mm-hmm. that sells well but i've seen them mm-hmm. advertise like french stuff sometimes and other and things of that oh, okay. nature so uh-huh yep that's all i got in the news all right. Well, then we need to jump into the spoiler-free section of our review for uh, what movie are we doing? Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> yes, this has been a long conversation. I forgot, almost forgot what we were supposed to be here talking about. <laughs> Titanic. Yes, Titanic. Yes, yes. Titanic. Anyway, Francisco, what are your spoiler-free thoughts on Vampire Hunter D? Uh, not bloodlust. Very. Not bloodlust. The original. <laughs> yes. Nineteen eighty-five. Yes. Um, I really, uh, I think this is a very unique world, a very unique take on vampire lore. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely, it's, 
I think if you're into vampire lore or stories with vampires, this is probably worth your time. That's my spoiler-free reaction. Okay. Jacob? Blah, 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 blah. We already talked about this. <laughs> I just have to bring it up because it's a vampire movie. Okay. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it's very much a product of the of its time, 1980s. So it's an an, it's an anime action film has every like blood gore swearing nudity everything in it that yeah. it was the 1980s and they just did that all the time um it's very much a product of its time it's good it's good it's got a good story good uh it's got a nice reveal at the end i was like whoa okay they went there <laughs> i was like wow okay that's cool we'll, we'll talk about that later in our spoil our uh, spoiler section but just be like great story. It's got it's got a few problems here and there, but overall, really good film. You're not gonna bring up the issue that we did run into, or you may have run. Oh, into? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I had to warn you about. Yes, uh, if you do have uh, issues with epilepsy, uh, like I do, because I have Tourette's, I have Tourette's disorder. So this movie does have a lot of flashing lights. And strobing mm-hmm. lights. So there were points during the movie I'm literally covering my eyes because Drew pointed out, which I'm very grateful for my brother to to point that out. Otherwise, I would probably be sitting on my couch twitching and barking and just like, it's like, why didn't Drew warn me about this? <laughs> In many ways, I still feel guilty about Spider-Man. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Into the dark, or uh, not into the dark? Uh, play into the Spider Verse. Um, into the Spider Verse. I did not yeah. think about the lo- the opening logo. The that intro. Tw- that twitchy oh my gosh. <laughs> effect. I didn't think about that affecting yeah. his epilepsy, even though uh, gotcha. I knew he suffered from it because it came up when we were watching Incredibles two, which was before the sh- we even were talking about the show. Yes. So. <laughs> anyway, but yes, if you do have episode ep- epilep- if you're prone to have epilepsy. Uh, a strong warning that towards the latter part of the film, there is a lot of strobing lights. There's a lot of flashing lights and it may cause mm-hmm. your epilepsy to be triggered. So there's a fair warning there. And plus there's a, a bit of nudity in this film. <laughs> so if, if you're more sensitive to like uh female nudity, primarily, yeah. uh, probably you want to stay clear of it. <laughs> In fact, and I think it's, we're safe it's to definitely say not family is, friendly. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, yeah, get all that advisory warnings. Be like, warning, these things happen in this film. Exactly. Yeah. But there's no smoking, right? <laughs> no, there's no smoking. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm actually trying that's, to think because I could see maybe one of the villagers doing this. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't I don't remember. remember. It was not a it was not prominent. Uh, my spoiler-free thoughts. This was actually this was the first time, of course, I'd seen the movie. Uh, Same here. I I enjoyed it. I don't get me wrong. This is already sounding bad for me. I'm sorry. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I enjoyed yeah, it. I, I, I'm sure to everyone else. This is like listening to Francisco saying he likes the movies and then goes and bashes it for half an hour. But. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, I, I I did enjoy the movie. It was it's not really in my vein of stuff I normally like because I'm like I said earlier I'm not a big horror guy. This is 
got more thriller elements, which lets me get in there. And I do kind of like vampire stories and that concept and everything. Uh-huh. But um, I, I think the thing I most appreciated about it is the artwork, which I'll get into some more, mm. considering who the art is, the artist who most of the art is based on. Mm. Uh, mm. But the story I thought was good. It's uh, if if you're looking for a good anime movie to watch this Halloween season, and you're watch you're not watching it with young kids or parents you don't want to think are judging you don't you don't want to judge you, uh, go watch Vampire Hunter D. It's a good movie. Yeah. And then Bloodlust after that. Probably I hadn't watched that one yet. And and to quote and to quote a character from a movie we recently did, The Croods. Dun dun dun. Dun dun. I don't I, I, I... even get what I just did, but <laughs> no, we'll move I on. Color uh, me confused. It goes back to that Muppets Haunted Mansion we watched and oh. just released the reaction for like an hour before we started recording okay, the show. Okay, I gotcha. But anyway. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Got now it. you remember. Now I remember. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Like, what is he talking about? Anyway, uh, join us on the other side of the bumpers and we'll get to spoiling this thing. Don't forget that you can download. Download? Don't forget that you can't. Don't forget that you can listen to us record the podcast live every Tuesday over on our Facebook page, The Cellcast, our uh, Twitch channel, The Cellcast Gaming, and on YouTube at Cellcast. Also, don't forget to join our Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily. At $1, you'll get our everlasting thanks. At, at our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And at our $10 tier, you can get bloopers for every for, for every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for. And you can get commentaries from different movies. So come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially. Every other week, join the Retro Rewind Pod as they travel back 15 or more years along the entertainment space-time continuum in their mission to review movies and games, establishing what is still worth your time today. Expect fun banter and trivial insights from Francisco and Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers, and rotating guest hosts who are all out of time. Do you like Star Wars? I don't just mean the original trilogy. Along with that, I mean the prequels, the sequels, the anthologies, the animated shows, and of course, (laughs) who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Well, if you've been in the fandom for any length of time, you know how toxic the fandom can get. And if you'd like to be able to discuss a galaxy far, far away in a much more positive light, might I suggest searching out The Outer Rim, a Facebook group dedicated to all of Star Wars, and check out their YouTube channel, which you can easily find at Pop Americana which the podcast you're currently listening to is also a part of. To find that and more, check out the link in the description. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Vampire Hunter D. Listener discretion is advised. I've been spoiled! Vampire Hunter D was directed by Toyu Ashihida, who is most famous for directing the, t- the series Fist of the North Star. It was also written by uh, Yasushi Hirano, who uh, wrote many of the episodes of the TV series Ultraman over there in Japan. Mm. 
It is based on the light novel by Hideyuki Kikuchi, who also wrote uh, Wicked City. And the illustrator on those books was Yoshitaka Amano, who was the primary art designer for Final Fantasies 1 through 6 and is still doing the logos for every Final Fantasy game that comes out. Wow. And you can tell when you look at the cover of this Blu-ray that that's who it is. Uh, getting into the cast for the ink for the uh, Sentai Filmworks English dub of this film, uh, D was voiced by John Gramillion, who vo- voiced uh, Seal in Neon Genesis Evangelion. Whoop whoop. D's left hand <laughs> was voiced by uh, Ray oh, and Ray Jensei. Sorry, was voiced by Andy McAvan, who uh, voiced the character of Kimura in Azumanga Daio. One of my favorite shows. Doris Lang was voiced by Lucy Christian, who voiced Ochako Uraraka and Recovery Girl in My Hero Academia. Count Magnus Lee and Mayor Roman was both voiced by David Wald, who voiced uh, Tetsu 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 in My Hero Academia. Dan Lang was voiced by Shannon Emmerich, and uh, he also voiced Finn. Di- I'm not sure I'm saying this right, but Finn Diamond in "Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon?" Oh I th- gosh, I think it is. Yeah, just a little bit. I'm just gonna put, throw my two cents there. Uh, Greco Roman voiced J- was voiced by Jay Hickman, who voiced Kotaro Onadera in Full Metal Panic. Countess. Lamika Lee was voiced by Brittany Karbowski, who uh, voiced Wendy Marvell in Fairy Tale. Dr. Faringo was voiced by John Swayze, and he is the voice of Gendo Ikari in Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay. <laughs> that just explained a lot to you, didn't it? It did. I was like, oh my gosh. Psychopath! <laughs> All three Lamia, the uh, snake women, were voiced by Tiffany Grant, and she's the voice of Asuka Langley in Neon Genesis Evangelion. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> oh wow, she played Asuka. <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew you'd. Exp- I knew you'd appreciate that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sheriff Danton, the messenger, and Chula was were voiced by uh, Mark Laskowski, and he played the character Iwata in Quack Experimental Anime Excel Saga. What a what a what? Excel Saga. Oh, okay. But the full name of it is Quack Experimental Anime Excel Saga. Quack. You don't believe me? It's right there. <laughs> okay. I have a copy. Okay, I'll, I'll believe you. Okay. Getting into the Kingdom Hearts connections, right quick. Uh, Kirk Thornton was the Danton, uh, Danton and the innkeeper in and Lee's messenger in the Streamline dub, and in uh, Kingdom Hearts, he is. Issa and Sykes, and he's also the voice of Shadow the Hedgehog in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Huh. Now that I'm allowed to bring that in. Yes, you are. And uh, Kaneto Shiozawa was the voice of D in the Japanese version, and he's the voice of uh, Gray Fox in the Japanese version of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh. What do we got in info and stuff? All right, so uh, you are available to watch Vampire Hunter D... As far as I understand, you can watch it on um, Amazon Prime Video. You can nope. 
You can't? I couldn't. Okay, where did you watch it? High Dive? H-I-D-I-V-E. High Dive was the only streaming service I saw that had it. Oh, okay, because I couldn't find anything. Which where is Sentai stream. Filmworks' streaming service. That makes sense. Okay, let's go watch it on High Dive, if, if you're able to watch it on High Dive. Uh, thank you, Francisco. I did sure. not know that. <laughs> All right, sure so... You, can you not even rent it on Amazon? No. Not that I could see. Oh. Not okay. I'm sure you could buy. I think you could buy the Blu-ray or whatever, but well, not. Yeah, yeah. I'm fairly certain that's where I bought the Blu-ray. Yeah, you can't but, stream it on Amazon. Yeah. All right, so IMDb it has a 7.2 out of 10. Production was Epic, Sony Recording Records, um, Movic, CBS, Sony Pictures, Asha Productions, Tradition, and it was distributed by Tohei. And it was uh, distributed by in a U.S. by who was it? Well, originally by Streamline, yeah. Pictures, and then it's now being distributed by Sentai Filmworks. Yes. All right. So it was originally released in Japan in on December twenty first, nineteen eighty five, and then its U.S. dub was released uh, March twenty sixth, uh, nineteen ninety two. All right, so I could not find any box office information on this film whatsoever. Um, but home release, uh, Vampire Hunter D was released uh, theatrically in Japan on, like I said before, uh, December 21st, 1985. Uh, it was distributed by Tohei. Uh, it was released on Laserdisc by CBS Sony Group Inc. Uh it's the same date. A English dub was released in 1993 by Streamline, as Drew said. Uh, it was shown in theaters uh, August of that August of that year. Uh, it was released on VHS on March 29th, 26th of 1993. Uh, it was released on V on VHS. Now, granted, some people are like, "What's a VHS?" Go look it up. VHS is not the most obscure format. No, it's not. <laughs> Be like, what's a beta? Yeah, what's a beta? What's a laser no, disc? <laughs> no, better, better yet, what is a uh, was was it uh, the CED? Yeah, CED, the capacitance disc. Yeah, oh. he had explained that to me. I had no idea what he was talking about. And the, the only reason, the, the only reason I know RCA of it is because I have a YouTube channel I watch called Technology Connections. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Let's see. It was re- uh, it was released uh, throughout the nineties. Was released on a VHS. Uh, let's see. It was played significantly on uh, TBS, Cartoon Network, and the Sci Fi Channel. Also now known as CV. Why did they shorten the CV? It makes no sense. What? Just call it the Sci Fi Channel. That's Technically, it is still called Sci Fi. We've jokingly called it CV. Yeah. But either way. Uh, Let's see, going through there, in 2000, in, uh, 2000 Urban Vision uh, produced and distributed Vampire Hunter D, the Bloodlines, the re-release of the OVA Special Edition, uh, which is basically the sequel to that, the sequel to uh, Vampire Hunter D. Uh, let's see, it was released on uh, DVD October 17th, contained the original Japanese audio with W Digital uh, 5.1 mix uh, with the streamlined dub. A uh, special edition DVD was released by Mega Entertainment in the UK in 2004. Uh, let's see. Madhouse re-released it in July 2014. 
uh, on April 16th, 2015, Sentai Filmworks announced their, they licensed the film for North America and for digital home release. Uh, the film was released, uh, re-released on, it's some on Blu-ray and DVD on August 25th, 2015, uh, with a new English dub. And like I said before, its sequel is Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. So that's all I have for info and stuff. All right. Now to get into our summary. While walking her guard rounds in the country, Doris Lang, the orphan daughter of a deceased werewolf hunter, is attacked and bitten by Count Magnus Lee, a 10,000-year-old long-lost vampire lord, also known as a noble, for trespassing in his domain. Doris later encounters a mysterious vampire hunter known only as D, and hires him to kill Count Lee to save her from becoming a vampire, as she is infected with Count Lee's bite. While in town with Dan, her younger brother, and D, Doris is confronted by Greco-Roman, the mayor's son, about the Count's attack, and D, and, pro and promises to help her if, if he has Doris for himself. When Doris refuses, Greco reveals what happened to the entire town, including Dan. D requests that the authorities, including Greco's father, the town sheriff, and Dr. Ferengo, uh, should hold off Doris's incarceration at the local asylum until he kills Count Lee, which will cure Doris's vampire infection. That night, Doris's farm is attacked by Ray Ginsey, Count Lee's servant, and Lamika, Count Lee's daughter, who is highly prejudiced against humans and Dampfears. Dee is able to easily resist Ray, but before he can finish Ray off, Ray reveals he has the ability to twist space around him and is able to redirect Dee's death blow onto Dee before Ray can finish him off. Dee reveals he has recovered from the re redirected attack in seconds, revealing he is a Damphir, and after easily reflecting Lamika's attacks, orders both of them to leave with a warning to Count Lee. The next day, Dee travels to Count Lee's castle and attempts to confront the Count, Aided by the symbiont in his left hand, Dee holds his own against the Count's monstrous minions, including Ray and his companions Gimlet, Golem, and Chula. While in the castle's catacombs, however, he is ensnared and captured by the snake women of Midwich. Doris is then kidnapped by Ray and brought to the Count. Using his vampiric powers, Dee kills the snake women, after a long period of time, rescues Doris before she can be killed by Lamika and escapes the castle. In town, Greco overhears a meeting, a meeting between Ray and, and a messenger from Count Lee, who gives the former a candle with time-bewitching incense, a substantial, powerful a substance powerful enough to weaken anyone with vampire blood in their veins. Dee is taken hostage by Ray to lure Dee out into the open, and Dee comes to his rescue, cutting off Ray's hand in the process and discovering that the candle is a fake. Meanwhile, Dr. Ferengo, himself a vampire now, in league with Count Lee, leads Doris into a trap, but is confronted and killed by Lamika when he begins requesting to share Doris with the Count. Greco, who stole the candle from Ray, then appears, using the time-bewitching incense to severely weaken Lamika and causes Doris's pain, likely due to her own infection, but is shot by Dan and falls down a cliff. Afterwards, Doris, who has now fallen for Dee, tries to convince him to live with her and embraces him. This starts to trigger Dee's vampire side, but unwilling to buy her, he forces her away from him. The next morning, Greco is confronted and killed by Ray, who uses the real candle to weaken Dee, allowing him to mortally wound the vampire hunter with a wooden stake. 
Doris is then captured and taken back to the castle. Lamika tries to persuade her father not to allow a human into the family, but Lee reveals that there is no harm in doing so, as Lamika's own mother was a human! Da, da, da. Making her a damn fear instead of a full-blooded vampire, and Lamika is restrained by Count Lee when she becomes hysterical at the revelation. Ray requests that the Count give him eternal life as a member of the nobility, but he is coldly rebuffed for his past failures, leaving Ray in a rage. As a mutant attempts to devour Dee's comatose body, his left hand revives him just in time for him to kill the monster. As the processional for the Count and Doris's wedding takes place, Dan, having infiltrated the Count's castle, attempts to attack Lee, but is repelled by Lee and falls into a chasm before being saved by Ray, who has switched sides. In retaliation for not fulfilling his request, Ray confronts and attempts to weaken the Count with the time-bewitching incense. However, Lee, who is too powerful to be overpowered by the incense, destroys the candle with his telekinetic abilities, then kills Ray with the same powers, before Doris can be bitten by the Count. Dee appears and engages in battle with Lee. Dee's attacks are futile due to Lee's psychic and telekinetic abilities and almost kills Dee before Dee unleashes his own telekinetic abilities and breaks from Lee's telekinetic hold and succeeds in fatally stabbing the noble in the heart with his sword while Lee manages to seriously wound Dee with a dagger. A weakened Lee attempts to influence Doris into killing Dee, but she is broken out of the trance by Dan, who arrives with Lamika. With Lee dying, his castle begins crumbling, and Lee, while lamenting his defeat, and looking at a picture of the first vampire, Count Dracula, notices D is Count Dracula's child, and dun, therefore dun, the dun. son of the legendary ancestral god of vampires, to both D and Lamika's ast astonishment. D attempts to persuade Lamika into living as a human, but she chooses to die as a member of the nobility with her father and stays in the castle as it collapses, killing both Lee and then Lamika off screen. D, Doris, and Dan escape the collapsing castle. Dee then sets off under a now clear blue sky. Doris, now recovered from her bite, and Dan bid Dee goodbye as he looks back briefly to them and smiles. Hidayuki Kikuchi, the writer of the Vampire Hunter D novels that the movie's based on, uses more of the Hammer Horror universe of Dracula stories as his basis for storytelling than the original Dracula novel written by Bram Stoker. In the original novel, Dracula was more of a magical being who was able to walk around in daylight, could shapeshift into multiple forms, and could use hypnosis as a means of distant communication between himself and his victims. There are also more of an emphasis on natural elements being the tools to fight him off. That included garlic, rose stems, communion wafers, mirrors, blah, blah, blah. And while Universal Pictures subtly changed and added to many of these elements with their own Dracula movies in 1931, it was actually the Hammer Horror Studios that nonchalantly refined and created the more commonly known and popular rules that future vampires films adhere to with crosses, mm. frightening, paralyzing and burning vampires, holy water burns a vampire like acid, so on and so forth. Sunlight turns any part of the vampire hits into dust. If a vampire falls into, okay, I'm going to skip ahead here a little, uh, cause it goes into really deep stuff here. Uh, the rules and negotiations have all appeared in many vampire hunter D novels at some point or another. And so can then assume that the main protagonist in the Vampire Hunter franchise, D is actually the descendant of the Dracula played by Christopher Lee and not the Dracula from the original novel, played by Bella Lugosi. And uh, if you couldn't tell, uh, Magnus Lee is actually based off of the look of Christopher Lee. Makes sense. I 
couldn't tell I that. couldn't really tell that either, but look. after seeing that, I can kind of see it. But mostly he just no. looks like a disinterested father who kind of was just helping his daughter out and got turned into a vampire in the process. That's what it looked like to me anyway. Sure, I could see And uh, the film takes place in 12,090 is the year it takes place in. Oh. So Ah, uh, a good wine from yes. that year. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, Francisco... What's your first like for this? Oh, so uh, my first like for a vampire, vampire hunter D, is I I sort of made mention of this in the spoiler free reaction, uh, but I just I thought I thought the idea of this future dystopian like twelve thousand ninety like so far in the future, and mixed with sort of gothic horror elements, and like you couple that with like mutants and and rifles and and still like old timey swords and stakes and amulets. I thought just the, the melding of this seemed to work. It seems like all that would just be too wild and too much like trying to squeeze into uh, a universe. But the way they did this, it, I felt like it really worked. Uh, there's so much that was just sort of used to, Oh, uh, D's going into this cavern in the castle there. He, oh, he has a, a item for that. The trinket for that. Oh, uh, this mutant. Oh, D got this mutant. Oh, no, he can warp time around himself. Just, I don't know. This, it just all seemed to work, even though you know, on on the face of it, it's really zany. But I, I, I really enjoyed it, this world and that there's a lot they could still do with it. And it sounds like I think one of you mentioned that the the manga is still in production, still creating new episodes. The light novel new, is, uh, yeah. Issues. Oh, the light novel. Yeah. So, um so I, I really enjoyed the world of, of, of D. Jacob, your first like? All right. My first like would be the plot. The, mm. the, the idea that this, this plot, it doesn't have any real, it's like, oh, we got all this filler. We're going to go to the backstory of all these characters. As though it's a very straightforward story. It's very, mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it's very, it's straightforward. It's nonsense. It's sensical. It doesn't, there's not enough, there's not a little fluff. There's no, um, extra extending tentacles that just, you know, tell all the story and try to bring it into one. It's, it's very linear. There's no side story. There's no side stories. There's nothing. It's just straightforward. We're telling this story. And I just really enjoyed the storytelling in this, this movie. It, Mm -hmm. it, like most movies, it's trying to tell so many things in so much time. It's trying to give you all mm-hmm. the backstory to everybody and mm-hmm. a certain limited time. And sometimes movies get hang up on this. This movie does. A lot of times every, anime movies get A lot of anime movies do that. Yeah. Uh, the main one yeah. that's coming across my mind is when we did uh, My Hero Academia Two Heroes. Yeah. And they tried to bring in the entire, all 30 members of the class. Yeah. And half of them didn't need to be there for the story. Agreed. Oh, wow. So, Agreed. Yeah, just the movie, it goes straight forward. It tells you the information you need to know and leaves everything the mystery until the very end. And which is like, the I mean, it's like, you know, going into, obviously we're in the spoiler section, the fact that they they reveal that D is the the offspring of uh, Count Dracula. And I'm like, wow, okay, that was cool. Because it wasn't, because if you were to tell like a modern story, they would go back to, Dracula's time and tell you like like when he was conceived and who his mother was and they they would spoil the entire ending of the mm-hmm. film before you get yeah, you know five minutes into totally. the film but this movie mm-hmm. keeps 
like everything nice and straight. Be like it. It yeah. tells you it's okay. Here's story. Here's story, and it just keeps going. I just I love that story form of storytelling. It's not we're going off in the different branches and trying to tell this vast story. It's like no, we're just going straight forward, going for the jugular. Pun intended. Just mm-hmm. it's a great. It's a very well executed story, mm-hmm. and I just really enjoy it. Kind of yeah. building off of awesome. that, off both of what y'all said, mine is uh-huh. the implied lore. Yes, for, for agree. Yes. Because exactly. yeah, yeah. this is telling essentially a story about D saving uh, Doris and yes. all the trouble yeah. he's going through for this. And it's set with implying that there is all this lore that's happened over the course of 12,000 years or so, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. going all the way back to the original Dracula. You need to know that that is going on but you don't need that's not important for the story yes because this the story this one's telling is not the story of vampire hunter d it's the story of this one time one of vampire hunter d's adventures Mm -hmm. exactly obviously setting up for the rest of the novels i would assume and i'm really hoping Mm -hmm. that some of that stuff in the novels is explained slowly over the course of it and not just crammed all into one story which is usually oh, what I'm afraid of, especially with yeah. some of this yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate the fact that this is, I mean, there's obviously lore in this universe that it's based on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a few things I wonder if it's necessary for this story. Be, like the fact that they do have ray guns and you got cyborg horses. I think you could have told the same story in like a medieval setting and it would be the same story. But obviously, this is this is a smaller story, a part of a larger story, and that's the part I appreciate. You know, what I just what sort of just dawned on me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't sort of think of this before, but we were talking about earlier about what genre this fits in. Is it horror? Is it thriller? Mm-hmm. This is actually a western. Yeah, this is it is. A western it is so much western film. Yeah, these, uh, a lone hero comes into town, saves the a, a girl or a family from from this menacing overlord essentially or warlord or what have you yeah it's just totally yeah. western which is probably why i like it so much because i typically enjoy westerns so it's so, a gotcha. horror sci-fi western yes pretty much the best kind of movie <laughs> uh francisco what's your second like outside of it being uh, a horror western sci-fi so this takes um jacobs and sort of goes to a very micro level of it. i really enjoyed the how D is faced when when Doris is taken and D has to infiltrate the castle. Just all the little like little vignettes of oh he has to tackle he has to get through this guy flying with these blades and then he has to go across the bridge by jumping with his horse. He has to get past that the giant guy with the big fireball and he has to get through the the tunnel with all the like crazy uh, bugs and all this stuff and then he has to overcome the the wolf guy and the witch and then fall down just all these different all these different challenges he has to go through i really enjoy when a hero is faced with all these things and you just see his he okay now he knows what to do here knows what to do here and it just shows his skill level and it's like what what's he gonna do now he's obviously skilled with the last thing but now what is he gonna do it just and i, I and he takes damage and it's, it's not like he can just take everything and then he ends up with the 
the the snake women of Midwich, and you're like, oh well, now he's toast. I mean, they're just gonna drain him forever. But then he he overcomes that. I just I really enjoyed that, and then escaping the castle and how he has to think on his feet. Now he's like, okay, well he got through all that, but now he has to carry Doris, and now he's <laughs> it's it seems like the the challenge and the stakes keep getting up to there. And I really just enjoyed those sequences of getting into the castle and getting out of the castle. That is just the the, the best part of the movie for me. For me. Awesome. Okay, mine would be D's left hand. <laughs> I was just more like that was, that's yeah, such an interesting good, yeah. concept. I agree. I was I was there again. Be like having really no understanding of Vamp- Vampire Hunter D or who D was or character. I think I see like clips of it, but his little left hand was like the 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 comedic timing, perfect timing. Every like it was like creepy at the first time. It's like whoa, okay. This is like, uh, oh, what's his name from uh, Inuyasha with his uh, his uh, void hand? Oh, the priest. The priest, yeah. I can't think of his name. Yeah, sh- uh, yeah the, the lecherous monk. Aren't they all <laughs> in true. anime? That's <laughs> true. But either way, be like the, the point where D is killed or he's stunned or whatever and his hand mm-hmm. gets chopped off, the, yeah. that whole scene is like the hands to be like, okay, Come on, come on, come on. Like, he eats dirt, and then he gets the strength to go back to D, and he's, like, slapping D. It's like, wake up, man, wake up, man. We're going to die. We're going to die. Hurry up. (laughs) And the last minute he wakes up, and I'm like, okay, that was hilarious. I was like, okay, that's intriguing, but funny. Your left hand is telling you, wake up. (laughs) The only thing that would make that hand better is if, uh, you actually absorb the powers of wherever you sucked in. If D could have like for like a few minutes, you want him to be um, Mega Man, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Kirby. I'm thinking more. Oh, Kirby okay. okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was thinking the hands yeah. with the weapon. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, my second like is the fact that while the art is very simplified from. Uh, what Yoshitaka Amano's art style usually is, it is still very obviously his art. It's, it, his style is still preserved in the much more yes. easier to animate uh, <laughs> artwork. <laughs> right. uh, I, I, y'all know me. We've, we've recorded three reviews on Final Fantasy movies. Agreed. Within three years. <laughs> Which is pretty fast, all things considered. Agreed. I mean, we haven't gotten that far with drag, uh, How to Train Your Dragon yet. We, we need to. Or Kung Fu Panda or any of these other ones we've done. Yes. <laughs> but I, I powered us through three Final Fantasy movies. <laughs> so obviously, I'm a Heroes fan. Uh, and, you know, so much of Final Fantasy is based on that artwork that Yoshitaka Mano did, especially with the first six games. And, of course, he still does the logos for all the games. And so... I've seen a lot of his artwork in one form or another, and so I appreciate that mm. his line work, while simplified to make it a lot easier to animate, uh, it's still his style is still there. You can still tell that these are uh, uh, characters that he styled. And so I appreciate mm-hmm. that part mm-hmm. of it. Is that doesn't always happen when you make when you adapt a movie, even with anime. So agreed. Yeah, that's my last like. Okay, so the character I mentioned is Moroku. And every time I hear Moroku, all I hear is hey, I'm getting slapped. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and Inuyasha. Inuyasha. Yes. Okay. Oh, I, okay. Thank you. Thank I you. Sorry. I'm like, I don't remember that in this movie. Yeah, but th- okay. That was the, 
the the dog boy demon anime that you're always messing with somebody about. I don't remember who. Anyway, cat ears red that, robe. That the one. Cat yeah. ears red robe. He's yes. a dog. He's a demon dog. That's the joke. <laughs> That's the joke. Okay. I don't I'm not in the loop. You, I don't remember who you bring this up with. I just know where it's come up. With Dallas. I, I figured. I, I had a feeling. Whenever with him. he mentions him and that some and, anime, that and I Starcraft. Don't know the title. Yeah, that and Starcraft. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but whenever he mentions an anime, that I'm like, I don't know what anime that is. I'm like, is that Cat Ears Red Robe? <laughs> <laughs> oh <Anyway>. my god. <laughs> Uh, Francisco, I know you like this movie a lot, but unfortunately we yeah. do need a dislike from you. At least one. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, I, I have I have plenty to dislike. This isn't Vampire and D Bloodlust. That's number one. <laughs> uh, number two is the grass going like this. Oh, oh that drove yes, me nuts. That was speed. annoying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then when Doris is in the middle of it, it looks like she's in a whirlwind. I'm yeah. like, but she's just walking <laughs> fast forward. I, uh, yeah, that... That no, was a weird effect. But, I, I almost wondered, was did somebody screw up the transfer on this disc? No, it, it used to be like that. I remember it. Okay. Well. No, I don't think it's. Then I then I but, will no. question the people who animated that scene on their decisions. Yeah, I think that I think it was a budgetary thing. It's like I, we don't want to. It's just faster to have like planes going like like this than. Yeah, Which, but you normally for those only listening. You'd have no idea what I'm doing. I'm passing my. Imagine taking. Uh, I don't know, sheets of paper and just sliding them back and forth across each other to simulate motion forward. Right. But, but the problem like is that. it's not motion forward. They're using sideways motion on yeah. one plant one exactly. in one set and then the forward and backwards motion on the other. It's like Exactly. Uh-huh. So what it kind of it doesn't, doesn't work. What kind of weird non Euclidean geometry are we dealing with here? <laughs> <laughs> it's anime. Yeah, yes. that's true. Uh, my, anime my, is still usually real, better than this, even on the bad my stuff. Real first dislike it's just i feel like the the nudity for uh well so the nudity for the 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 stink women of midwich i don't think is needed at all you can definitely have them be temptresses without mm-hmm. seeing any at the their breasts the the nudity with doris i understand a little bit more because it's supposed to be this almost temptation that d has to overcome I don't think us as an audience necessarily need to see it. I think you could show her from the back, and so it's obvious that D sees her, and so I, you know, I'm so I'm rethinking that. In that way, you don't need it at all um, for us as the audience to see nudity for this for this uh, for this um, movie. Hmm. Okay, and I think you could still get across all the things you're trying to get across without. I completely right. agree. I, I agree with you. Uh, I think mm-hmm. from an artistic standpoint, uh, it doesn't. It's not really. It's not in your face. It's not overly sexualized, and yeah, it's yeah. like it's very much okay. It's there. It's not where we're we're not glowering it over you and be like, oh, we're doing nudity. It's just, it's very much a natural part of the the scene, and I I yeah. enjoy yeah. that part, but I do understand your point. I I'm I'm, I'm not saying it's not natural the way they show yeah. it, but it could yeah, have yeah. been done more tastefully. Okay, is the way only way I'd put it. Best way I'd put it. I'm not saying they need to be wearing T-shirts or something like right, that. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. We got, we got to. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying this has got to be like four kids up and made and uh, weird censorship in areas. Yeah. It's, it, it's not gratuitous. No, it's, it's not. not gratuitous. It's, it's just yeah. I, I dislike it myself. I mean, this is actually part of my dislike. If I can jump in here. Okay, go for it. Because mm-hmm. along with this yeah, yeah. and the other bits of fan service throughout the movie. 
Namely the fact like every five seconds when Doris is doing something, you see a panty shot. Yeah, that is uh, true. You do? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. every like, shot. Like, every, like they like to shoot her from below the skirt. So yeah. You, like you naturally can see the panty up there because the shirt's so short. Huh. Skirt is so short if I can talk. I did not realize. Okay. Apparently I'm oblivious to that. <laughs> but it's it's like constant. It's like after after like the first scene, you I quit paying attention to it. Not because it's uh-huh. not there, but because I'm too used to it by now. Because yeah, you, uh, they're oh, doing like it you. so much. So I I wish they wouldn't do stuff like that. And of course, the nudity. Yeah. I kind of wish they would leave that too, because it could be done in you could you could get the idea across. I think in a much cleaner way and mm-hmm. much more. Uh, you could do it with innuendo, and it would not stand out. I know that in Japan, especially in the 80s, that was a different culture, and they were a lot yeah, more exactly. open about this yeah, sort of thing. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And they were not making it as an international film. They were making it as a domestic film mm-hmm. for their culture. I understand that. Yeah. And so this is essentially a rated R film. Yeah. I get that. Don't get me wrong. I get that. Yeah. It's just, I, from an artistic point of view, I think maybe you could have done without it, and it would not have affected the story in a negative way. That's yeah. mostly my thought. Yeah. So it's yeah. mostly also, a preference. Like thing. playing devil, devil's advocate with this point. Now, granted, I, I don't really, the, the idea of like, Oh, let's just use nudity for nudity's sake because, Oh, it's the eighties. Cause that's what the eighties did. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like using nudity just because like the shock factor, it's like, okay, that's what you want to do. That's fine. I disagree with it. Artistically. It's done very well. Be like mm-hmm. it's done in very good taste, because uh, it's not over. It's not. Oh, here's this woman without a shirt on, or mm-hmm. uh, using different kind of like uh, using non-realistic dynamics of doing a certain move or something like that. Just like how you do not like now everything's like yeah. showy and just over over exaggerated, bombastic and everything. This is very much is very. It's okay. It's here. We're, we're not, we're not, um, we're, we're using it within the context of what's going on. The temptation of the D mm-hmm. be like that, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, so I, I completely agree with your points guys completely. Just the artistically it's okay. I understand why they did it. You know, yeah. a, it was the error and B it's, it's not in your face, but yeah, yeah I completely, I, I see both sides of it. Yeah. Totally get it. Yeah. I guess I'll say I'll, I'll just cap my thoughts by saying it's that's totally a pref, preferential mm-hmm. thing. I know some people aren't affected by or that doesn't matter to them. And that's totally fine. That's more there how they see movies. This is just like, I mean, I'm here giving you my two cents. Mm-hmm. So this is not me saying we need to change this movie. How dare <laughs> they show me that? Uh, this is just me yeah. sharing my yeah. preference. That's all. Change.org. We need to change the priority. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. I, I'm, I'm very. I need to make a Kickstarter. <laughs> to, uh, to make an unofficial censorship of Vampire Hunter D. We're going to make her skirt longer and uh, <laughs> yeah. we're going to put a, a, a an aerial style shell bra on, on the snake ladies. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Why aren't I funded yet? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Jacob, did you have a dislike? Thing? Yes, I did. That's, she played devil's advocate to mine and Francisco's points. Okay, so mine is this first one's very much a nitpick, definitely with the editing in this film. Uh, there's a scene where Do- uh, Dolores? Doris. 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 Thank you. It's Doris. Uh, Doris and Dee are talking, and she's trying to convince them don't go. And mm-hmm. uh, it's like, the scene's great. And then automatically, just, it, it does this quick cut to where he's riding his mechanical horse off of the sunset. I'm like, what in the world was this? <laughs> I, I was I was so... Because the editing in this film is very well done, except for like one mm-hmm. or two scenes where it's all these little quick cuts, or it, it's like, it doesn't show D walking out the door. It's like, he's talking, they're talking, almost like mid-sentence, it goes, nope, he's gone. He's like, uh, Doris is talking to him, and D just walks out the door, it's like, D, D, I was telling you don't leave, why are you leaving? <laughs> it's like... Because he's mysterious. Yeah. He's the mysterious stranger. That wants to suck your blood. <laughs> riding in on a horse with no name. <laughs> it is is he coming in the, the desert? Out of the rain. <laughs> but yeah, it's just that, that weird quick, like quick, you know, edit shift into a, like a completely different scene. Just threw me. I was like, what in the world? You're, you're, you're doing so well, like cinematically and editing and everything. And that one little, just like, you go from they're talking to he's running on the horse. What in the world? I understand you're trying to get to the action scenes. I get that. Mm-hmm. But at least make it a clean transition, not just jump. He's on the horse. It's that that just drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's it didn't drive me nuts. But okay. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but sure. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you have a second dislike, Francis. Added to the Kickstarter. There we go. Makes <laughs> that go. cut. Re- re- Vampire Hunter D remastered. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate edition. More like unmastered. Yeah. Unmastered. <laughs> it's all pixel art. Oh, oh god. Actually, yeah, I'd watch that. that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Me too. Uh, do you have a second dislike, Francisco? Yeah. So this is a big one, guys. I hated hated the super sentai senpai whatever the name is filmworks uh voice cast it's just <laughs> so not good I, I i think part of it is because i'm i grew up well grew up as a teen a teen college it's our watching the original dub of vampire and d and so i have all those voices in mm-hmm. my head so as i'm watching this those voices are competing with a new voice <laughs> and i'm like get out of here with old with the new voices yep. Um, it's just, so, and not that the old voices were the best ever, mm-hmm. but I really appreciated Lee's and his daughter's, uh, Count Lee's and his daughter's, uh, accent that is totally gone in this version. I'm like, what the junk? Give them their accents back. Um, and, uh, the only voice that I was, I thought probably was improved was D's, which was great. I, I, I'm glad that D's, uh, at least your main character's voice was Barton the older the the previous voice actor for D in the English dub was fine, but I, I did think this D's was an improvement. I forget the actor's name, uh, but the worst, the worst was Dan's voice, the boy. Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! This kid's voice and this Super Sentai Senpai, whatever it's <laughs> Film Work Factory Works uh, version, please leave. Just just 
cut go let's add this to the kickstarter the unmastered version just get rid of dan completely we don't need him if you're gonna have, give him that voice redub so much better than redub him yeah redub him maybe get a boy ever thought of that <laughs> yeah can't remember i'm pretty sure it's voiced by a woman i could 90 percent of the time it is it's voiced by a woman yeah and that 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 very drawn, you know, Western kind of a Southern accent. I was like, "What yeah. in the world is that?" Exactly. No one else talks like that yeah. too. It's it's just so bad. It's like, did you? So that were was... you the first person to record and didn't hear anyone else's accents yeah. for this movie? <laughs> I know somebody has to be first. I don't know why you'd pick Dan of all people to be the first one. Right. But it seemed like. D or Doris, yeah, those you, two you, would you make the most sense. Your base, yeah. Off of. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the thing I just hated about this. And it could be, and I, I suspect this happens a lot, especially with because uh, I know Sentai is out of Houston, and this happens seems to happen a lot with this happens with Funimation a lot of times also with their dubs. Kids uh-huh. seem to always get the short end of the stick with with the English voice uh-huh. actors. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a Texas thing or if it's Mm -hmm. just we don't have as much talent out here. Uh, Okay, but that's a theory. I don't. I honestly don't know. You don't have any kids in Houston. Apparently, apparently. ever. Yeah, or not any kids that are willing to work in a voice actor. No, my no. The joke of having no kids anywhere is the funnier jokes. (laughs) Come on, Drew. You know I can't leave well enough alone. I suppose not. Anyway, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. I feel much better. It's fair. Admittedly, if uh, when I bought, if I had known there were two dubs, which I should have assumed with a, an anime this old, there were two English dubs, mm-hmm. I would have looked, made, tried to find. A, if, and if my Blu-ray had had both English dubs, which oddly enough, usually if there's more than one dub, yeah, English dub, it gives us both. Odd that this mm-hmm. one only included the new one. Uh, I would have asked which one you would have preferred to go with for an English dub. Uh-huh. Well, High Dive only had this one, yeah. so I was out of luck, mm. but thank you. All right, so kind of going back to what you were talking about, Francisco, it reminds me, uh, myself being a huge Neon Genesis Evangelion fan, <laughs> and uh, I've mentioned that in the show before. So no <laughs> Shinji, get the robot! I'm still waiting for you to force me to watch that for animated series. Oh, it'll it'll happen. It, it'll be after we finally get done with Tangled. But... <laughs> oh my gosh, poor Tangled. Uh, we, did, we did not start that particular project off. No, we way. did. But either way, either way. So me watching the original series, listening to the original cast, I was like, wow, this is a really good cast. And so then Netflix gets it and they redub it. I'm like, okay. So I listened to the first episode. I'm like, that's not Shinji. That's not Shinji. Exactly. exactly. It, like it's not the the high squee or anything. I'm like, and you listen to everybody else. I'm like, that's not Ray. That's not Oscar. It's Oscar mm-hmm. Ray Lenny mm-hmm. Soyuz, not Oscar whatever. Like what? <laughs> not Oscar whatever. It's Oscar Lenny Soyuz, not whatever they make her in this dub. It's like what the crap are you doing? Hey, at least it's not four kids. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That 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 whoever did the uh, the uh, the what if four kids did the uh, the oh, yeah. intro that is funny that is <laughs> that is hilarious if you ever get a chance to go you, on YouTube, YouTube and find that yeah. it is hilarious it is funny I don't uh, I haven't even watched all of, of Evangelion yeah the the intro yeah. 
Oh, it is uh, so okay. funny. They they that's funny. Did a rap over the original theme song. Oh, and it is funny because it's very much it, it very much in that style of those cheesy four kids anime. Yes, they tried uh-huh. to Americanize it and take all the Jap- Japanese out of it. Pretty much. Ah, uh, that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's yeah, still, it's still funny because you can tell it's a joke. I also like the King of the Hill version. Oh gosh, <laughs> I haven't seen that. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Anyways, be like when, like when when you said that, Francisco, that instantly reminded me of that because the the Netflix dub is so different. I'm like. Can we go back to the original dub? That was so much better. I do, but, I do not doubt uh, you. Yeah, but apparently the uh, the new Blu-ray release, which I'm going to buy, I know that. <laughs> it has both dubs on it. I'm Good. like, okay, thank that, you. Well, that makes sense, because that way fans of both can enjoy the ones they like. I will exactly. just be happy if exactly. they actually put the stinking correct end theme on it. Oh, yeah, Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh wait, we're—I thought we were talking about Vampire and D again. No, we're oh, we're still I, talking about talking uh, about, yeah. Neon He's Genesis. stuck on e- e- I've tried to get him off of it, but he, I can't get him to move. Dislike, sir. Okay, for this Vampire Hunter D. Okay. Not Evangelion. Hey, I'm like a dog. Be like, I'm aware. Yeah, I've heard you bark. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, I'm trusted around. I bark like a dog. I'm still waiting for that to show up on the. Podcast. It'll happen. Woof. I actually have a former managers who every time they see me, they bark at me because it's a running joke. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm just glad you take it with stride and don't get. Exactly. Mad at I'd be like, Oh, this. I'm offended because right. you barked at me. Like, ha, I'll yell back at you. <laughs> but anyway, either way. All right. Back to vampire. Hunter <laughs> D. So, okay. So speaking of my Tourette's disorder, kind of t- tying that back into, Oh, the flashing lights. I'm like, oh, stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I have, I can have seizures or epilepsy. And I'm like, because uh-huh. how, um, I, I won't go into how they uh, diagnose you if you have Tourette's disorder and they want to verify it. They literally strap you down to an electrical chair and oh, turn wow. on a strobe light. The worst experience ever. I yeah, that, that was terrible. They literally sent my parents out of the room because <laughs> it was bad. I, yeah. I won't go into the whole detail. It's, it's I'll tell you later. But okay. uh, watching this, like definitely towards the end, like I said at the beginning, like beginning what? of the show, there is a moment where their flights are going everywhere. I'm literally ducking my hand yeah, over totally. my eyes trying not to watch the flashing lights. I'm like, because I'm scared to death. I do not want to have a seizure because they're not yeah, fun. Yeah. Because I've heard people say, oh, seizures are nothing. Have you had a seizure? It's terrible. It's like, it's it's not one of the worst experiences I ever had, but it's more, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be like, if you have seizures, you understand. If you've never had a seizure, you don't want to have a seizure. <laughs> So yeah, okay. having flashing lights in this, I understand it's the 80s. They didn't um, take into effect. They didn't even think about it. They didn't it. even think about it. They didn't think about it until uh, like uh, the Electric Warrior Porygon episode of Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, my That's gosh. That's the one that I'm never watching that. <laughs> the kids to have epileptic seizures in Japan. Yeah. But either way, it'd be like... Late 90s. Yeah, this, this was just more... I, I hated it because... Before I was dying, it was Tourette's. I could watch something like that. But now I have Tourette's. I can't watch it. And it was really mm. irritating. I was like, I was like, yeah. oh, come on, stop. It's, I want to look, but I know that flashing light's going to give me a problem. 
because I, uh-huh. I twitch. I, my body just twitches. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that. Okay, watching the film, watching the film. It stopped. Okay, it's yeah. back again. Come on, stop. A brother mm-hmm. wants to watch a film. Right. Yeah. So uh, that was just, that was there again. It was the error. I understand. You just got to deal with it. But it was just uh, it was irritating because I, I want to watch a film without mm-hmm. having to. They thank the Lord. I have a brother in Christ who looks out for me, previews the film Mm -hmm. and says, Hey, watch out for this. This is going to happen. It's going to possibly cause your, uh, your, uh, epilepsy, your, your seizures to happen. So be aware of that. So thank you again, Drew, for that. Hey, it's just cause I have a tendency to watch the film as early as possible because I want to have time to die, my brain to digest it. Yeah. So I end up watching uh-huh. it before you do. And yeah. when I see stuff like this, my first thought is, I might want to warn Jacob. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, yes. Uh, there again, like I said before, if you do have uh, tendencies of having epileptic seizures, this show does have flashing lights. Uh, mm-hmm. At one point, there's a strobing light. So, yeah. I give you far advance a warrant. If you have a problem with that, just either A, know how to avoid it, watch it or have someone preview for where they tell you where this happens where you can avoid it or don't watch the film at all. That's the only down that's the only the downside I can I can give somebody. Cuz believe me, I I I worked with the youth department for years and um there was yeah. one point we were going to do like an event in another church and it was supposed to be a strobe light. Now granted, it's a little just one strobe light. And the youth minister was mm. so scared to death. It's like, Jacob, you're not walking in that room. Period. Because he was scared I was going to have a seizure. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just, that was the, the like, one, that was that second downside. It's like, it has those strobing lights. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I want to watch it, but I know I can't <laughs> because my seizures, and I don't want that. There again, I don't want anybody, if you never had right. it, I pray you never do. It's not good. Now, I know on the Blu-ray we watched, the contrast between those flashes was very bright because it was a very bright white light. That yeah, very bright to. white. I know sometimes on the streaming services, they dim that. Did you happen to notice that, Francisco? Because I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Really, no. Okay. I know sometimes they, they could. They I know could. sometimes when they upload it for the streaming service, they will try to dim like the bra- the really bright lights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think possibly. Not necessarily for the epilepsy part, but yeah. for oh wait, when when uh, when uh, Lee's minions came in and took down the the re- deactivated the the fence and mm-hmm. stuff, it became dark. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it could be that for at least for that version, they have at least. No, I I was making a joke. <laughs> see, it, things get darker when Duh. they take all the stuff down. I'm sorry, break the electrical grid. <laughs> sorry, I I hilarious. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I thought things went over my head. I was focused on an issue, okay? <laughs> and I derailed you. Mission accomplished. End of show. Good night, everybody. Well, in that case, let's just go ahead and jump into my last slide. Go for it. <sighs> okay, I was paying attention to this movie. Okay. I guarantee you I was. But there's a number of parts where I am conf- I guess I was confused on some things. Oh, okay. Such as... Despite the fact that Summary claimed that Lamika was uh, a damn fear, being half vampire, uh-huh. half human, mm-hmm. 
I swear they didn't actually say that in there, other than he said yeah. at one point you could live like a damn fear and be and live more like a human, and that's when she said, "No, I'll stay as a member of the nobility." I couldn't. It, in my mind, it's like she could have been bitten after she was born. Maybe I, I don't know exactly how the vampirism works in this universe, but I I could see maybe she, uh, her mother was a human and. He married her, but then turned his daughter into a vampire, or maybe turned them both. It was so, it was confusing, at least in this dub, that I got, what was going on there. Got, so what what how I have always heard it and interpreted it is that, um, like uh, Lamika's saying, you can't bring this woman who's uh, who's just I forget how she describes her, but just like not royal yeah. blood in this family, and his, her her dad's Lee is like. Uh, of course I can, because I did the same thing with your mother. Um, and then that's what, like, what? I'm not uh, royal. I'm not fully full or uh, pure-blooded or something. That's, And so that's my impression, that she was born of a human and Lee, who's a vampire. Right. And so that's why she's half and half, but not that well, she was bitten after she was born. To some degree, I guess I was confused, because in my mind it was like... Uh, yeah, I get that. You know, if she was born of a vampire father and a human mother, yeah, that would be a damn hmm. fear. I, I get that part, uh -huh. but I, I was just confused. Like, were I, I guess in my mind, I was thinking maybe he turned both of them. I guess, but that's oh, I, but that's not really. I don't, I don't know if that's so. that's not really supported in the film either. It's just yeah. I don't know. There was there were just bits and pieces like that where it's like mm -hmm. they quickly would gloss over something, and now it's lore you're supposed to know and it's like wait i missed something here and i i, I never went back to back to back up and you have like more clarity. yeah and yeah. and especially yeah. since this is anime and most of the time the subtitles for anime are not based on the actual dub you're watching it's based on the yeah. subtitled version mm -hmm. i did not have that playing at the time like i normally do with stuff because sometimes i miss mm -hmm. your things uh mm -hmm. happens yeah so I, I guess there's just, there was just little bits of confusion here or there I didn't quite get, and I don't know if that's mm -hmm. that could be both the writing's fault or it could just be the English version messing it up. So I, and I'm not sure which. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to go back and watch it in the original Japanese like I normally do all of this stuff. But mm -hmm. anyway, that's that's my second dislike. Mm. Uh, anybody got anything else before we give it rate, give ratings? Nope. I'm okay, good. Francisco, you're up. What is your rating for this on a 10-point scale? On a 10-point scale, I'm going to give it a 7. Okay. I think it's definitely worth your time to watch. It's not as good as Bloodlust. I mean, there's there's so many improvements from story to set pieces to animation to voice acting. That, that blood, From what my memory, I haven't seen Bloodlust in a while. Um, Bloodlust, I'd say, would be a 9. So this is down from that but it's still worth your time to to watch okay jacob i'm gonna give us i'm gonna give it a 7.5 uh it's a really good in that case i give it an eight <laughs> <laughs> uh i give it a seven point call <laughs> <laughs> no seven i seven i'm i'm a seven go ahead jacob. are you Sorry. sure yes I'm okay sure. just checking all right, so seven point seven point five. It's a great film. There again, be like nitpick and the fact that it has those stinking strobing lights, which drove me nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There again, if you don't have it, don't have the problem. Great. If you got it, 
Not so, not so great. Let's say that. Uh, great story, great characters, great, great reveal at the very end. Oh my gosh, he's Dracula's son? Son or grandson? He's Alucard's brother. Yeah. Exactly. Shocker of shocks! Wait, dun, wait, dun, wait, 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 wait. How did this get into the Castlevania universe? Shouldn't but shouldn't well, one of these Alucard people be a Belmont then? Son also? I was talking over you, Drew. What did you say? Shouldn't one of these characters be a Belmont then? <laughs> no, I thought I thought Alucard was Dracula's son. He is, is but most the of the most of the heroes in Castlevania are Belmonts. Anyway. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> yeah. Really great film. Yeah. Seven point five. Drew. Awesome. I'm going to give it a seven. The animation is spot on. The bits of confusion I had are, you know, those are more nitpicks than anything else. Because for the Mm -hmm. most part, the film flows good. Uh, And my issues with the fan service, as I called it, I I noticed them at first. But then it's like, okay, yeah, this is what it is. It's a rated R anime. It is what it is. And at least it's it's not, you know, in your face. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right. That brings us to the end of the episode, which means we need to talk about what we're watching next. For the next two weeks, actually, we're going to be doing Batman The Long Halloween, parts one and two, with Dallas mm. Mora of Geek Devotions for both episodes. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, he's a, good, <laughs> he's a great guy. Yeah. It's all... Ain't... Oh, wait, did you say Dallas Mora? Yes. Uh, you know, Panda Boy. Panda Boy? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Yeah, him. I'm kidding. I love you, Don. <laughs> so uh, join us next for the next two weeks for that at our normal time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in the meantime, let me hit this. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast. Oh, boy. Francisco, uh, tell us where we can find you at. You can find me uh, on at RetroRewindPodcast.com. That's the main place. So Twitter, uh, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all at RetroRewindPod. Also want to highlight, since this is an animated, uh, uh, a show covering, since Silcast covers animated things, on Saturday mornings on uh, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, I do something called Saturcade Adventures, where I play games uh, live that are uh, like hand-drawn animated games, uh, games that remind you of old cartoons of like the 80s and 90s, and I, so you, I play those games. Uh, I'm there talking to everyone who's in chat. We have a lot of fun time. We have a fun time and experience these new games that uh, remind you of cartoons of yours. So definitely check that out. Twitch.tv slash Retro Rewind Pod. Alrighty then. Uh, I guess that's gonna be it for us then. Yep. So uh, in the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. So where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. Also on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. I don't get to it as often as I like, but uh, join me there. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. On Twitter at Jacob Heron. And Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. So where can they find you, Drew? You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759. Facebook as Drew Dodgen, uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's Photo Bin. You can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. You can follow us on Twitch 
at twitch.tv slash thecellcastgaming. You can also follow us on YouTube at Cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory. You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Heron, where we talk about live-action movies. And remember, Cell is a single single L. L.